Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you are having a great day, a great weekend because it is Saturday and the weekend's upon us and that's why I've taken my time. I'm a little bit late recording this today, but um, yeah, you know, I'm just taking my time because tomorrow is the weekend. So thank you so much for joining me and your support, my dear friends. I really appreciate it. Today we're going to do something that's a continuation of yesterday. Um, our lovely friends in the media were talking about, uh, you know, the um, Gulam Nabi Azad yesterday. And he said very clearly, you know, all Muslims were Hindus once. And they were converted. Okay. Now, having said that, on the media, on the debate panel, there was some people who said that, you know, insinuated that uh, Islam is old uh, because uh, Islam is old and, and older than even, it's a very old religion, it's not just 1400 years old, because some practices were practiced from the time of Abraham, does not make Islam uh, Abrahamic, does not, uh, sorry, um, a religion of uh, Abraham, and it, Basically, he's trying, he was trying to say that Islam is older than Hinduism or Dharma, which is what he was trying to suggest, but he didn't say it in so many words. Maybe some others did, but I don't know. So it was really, really condescending and, and full of arrogance. But uh, let me explain. I explained to you why um, it was not uh, very, it's not very old. There are practices from the... Um, Abraham from Abraham and Moses onwards, they they inherit, they take upon themselves the meanings, the traditions, uh, the the stories of Abraham and Jesus, but doesn't mean that they are uh, doesn't mean that they are old itself. Islam itself comes from uh, 622 AD. So you cannot say just because I'm using your practice. I mean uh, just because you're speaking English, are you English yourself? No. If you're speaking French, are you French? Uh, no. Uh, you know. So just because you use some practices of people before you, the Kaaba was used by pagans before you, are you a pagan now? Well, so don't try and say that Islam is very old because it has practices from from. Um, from Abraham, they just stole practices from other groups and, and, and continued their heritage with a new name. This is what they always do. Christianity did the same thing. But today I'm here to talk about three people who each one, each group says belongs to them and they have the sole right on these on these uh, philosophers or prophets or sons of God, but in re and they've been fighting for 3,000 years against each other. But I'm going to show you that all of them were Hebrew. So the prophet Muhammad, the prophet um, Jesus, um, who Muslims consider the prophet, and um, um, and, uh, and Muhammad, or the man behind the title Muhammad was all were all three Hebrew, or what you call today as Jewish. The word Jewish did not exist then, but Hebrew was what they all were. So basically, the different sects uh, that evolved from the original sect, and these sects continues fighting with each other, and that's why we have three groups. Uh, 
in reality, they're not three religions. They are three different sects of the same political group that was formed 3,000 years ago. Uh, and, and, to, and to come to a point today that they have been fighting for so long, they do not know how long they've been fighting for. They've been fighting for so long, they don't know why they're fighting. They have been fighting for so long, they don't know what they, they don't even recognize each other anymore. But they fight and they blame everyone as kufr, as pagan, heretic. In reality, if they look at themselves inwards, they will see that they're just the real kufr and ignorant people are themselves. These philosophies. Uh, but they can't see each other and they, they are always insinuate, insinuating that, oh, there was no Hinduism here, there was no Dharma, they were just tribes and these Abrahamic groups bought the religion here and civilized the people. Um, but Hinduism is not old and Dharma is not old. They've always tried to show it as first century or second millennium BCE, not to take it so far as, as Hebrews. Um, they always, you know, reduce the age limit of um, Dharmic philosophies uh, to show that, you know, Abrahamic groups are even older than, um, than Dharmic groups, but they fail every single corner. So today I'm going to show you, first and, for, first and foremost, there are no religions. Uh, Moses, uh, Jesus, and Muhammad are both all three Hebrews, my friend. They are absolutely Hebrews. They're not Christians. They're not Muslims. Uh, they're not even Jewish uh, because the word Jewish doesn't come, but they are Hebrews. So let's go uh, to first things first. Um, Moses was born in, in, um, in Egypt, okay, um, and he grew up as a pharaoh's son adopted by the pharaoh's daughter he flees egypt uh he run he flees egypt and then saves his people from the egyptian pharaohs the slaves and then comes up to the sinai desert takes them into the sinai who's there for 40 years for those who don't know uh, abrahamic history and from 40 years they they had crossed the red sea so the miracle of the red sea and just before they go into what would then become afterwards the kingdom of israel he leads them there and he passes away so uh, he's a descendant of Hebrews, the Hebrew tribes. So Moses is Hebrew, okay? Now, one of the main, um, sorry, he's Hebrew. There's, there's no um, land called Israel back then. There was the land of Canaan and, and Jerusalem, what then became Jerusalem afterwards, was uh, occupied by the Jebusites. Uh, they were a group of people. The Jebusites overcame, were overcome, and the Hebrews took over Jerusalem and took over the land of Canaan, making it the kingdom of Israel. From there, they split many times, um, and finally, you got by the first century AD, you got the Roman province of Judea, okay, which in Hebrew is called Yehuda, okay. So Judea in English, and about. 12, 13 centuries later, you get the word Jewish. So the word Jewish only comes by about 12, 13 century. Um, Jesus, okay, or his name as Yeshua ben Hosef, 
uh, was Hebrew or what we'd call Jewish. So Yeshua ben Joseph in English, Jesus was a Hebrew. He was one of the descendants of the many Hebrew tribes of that time. Uh, he was not a Christian. He was not an early Christian. He did not start Christianity. There is nothing there that he starts Christianity. The word Christos, which becomes Christian afterwards, is actually a word that rises up for the first time in Antioch. And that Antioch then uh, is now modern day Antakya, and that Antakya is in, in, in Turkey, where we had the earthquakes recently in, I think, Western, um, I don't know, uh, Western Turkey, yes, West, Southwestern Turkey, got hit by the earthquakes recently, and that's bad. Um, so Christos comes from there, 100 years after Jesus died, and finally the political movement, which uses the word Christos, or Christ, or eternal, then goes and allies with Rome, because Rome is the dominant power, Rome is based in Europe, and from there you have Christianity that form, uh, which is uh, from 32380. But Jesus knows nothing about Christian or Christianity. Jesus was a Hebrew, what we call uh, Jewish today, okay? He was part of a political movement. He formed his own political movement and over time from Nazareth, which in Arabic is Nazareth. And so Jesus, again, is Hebrew. He is not, uh, he's not Christian in any way, neither does he start the Christian religion. From there, six centuries later, you have the prophet Muhammad, or as I like to call it, the man behind the title Muhammad, because there is no word or prophet called Muhammad. It was put into the Quran after the Quran was written about 200 100 years later, or 200 years later, because... Um, because the word Muhammad only comes in the Hadith and the Sirah, uh, Al-Rasul. So the words for him are Rasul, the words for him are Nabi, there is no word Prophet, and there's no word Muhammad in the Quran, it's Muhammadun or Muhammadin. So that is not Muhammad, my friends. That is important to understand. So there's no word or concept of the Prophet Muhammad in the Quran, it's a title very much like Christ is a title. The word Christ was never be never belonged to Jesus. It was a title for the Roman Empire and a title given to the man who was the PR camp in the face of the kingdom. How you have brand ambassadors. So Jesus in, in posterity was made the brand ambassador of the Roman kingdom. And the brand ambassador of the Roman kingdom was given the title Christ. Similarly, the word Muhammad is a title given to any leader or teacher or because in every tribe you had a teacher who would teach the locals the local tribes the children of the tribes the traditions and onwards and they were knowledge was considered uh, you know very uh, desirable uh, it was more important than gold or silver because without knowledge you can go you couldn't go anywhere and each tribe had a teacher that teacher would be a nabi okay and that became in greek and later on a prophet 
So because there were many tribes that formed the alliances as we go on from 622 onwards AD in Medina, uh, or then in those days, Yathrib, um, all of all of each tribal leader or their teacher or their holy man would become a sort of a a prophet, um, what we'd call prophet in 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 Greek, but would become a nabi, and so this title of Muhammadun was a title given to. Uh, to the teachers, in Muhammadun means the praised one, and um, there is no man, be, there's no prophet Muhammad, but the concept of Muhammad, the man is there, the tribe is there in Mecca, what his name was, we don't know, okay, for sure there's no man called Me- Me- uh, Muhammad, um, we don't know his name, we know the tribe is called the, Quray- uh, the um, Hashimid tribe, the, the name of the tribe is the Hashemit tribe from Muhammad's great-great-grandfather, Hashem. Hashem is a Hebrew word for God. The actual word is Yahweh, but that's only allowed to be taken by the high priest. And those high priests then allow, they give the permission to the local people to use the word, different words for God, because you do not want to do bad things and associate your names with God, then God gets the bad uh, rapport. So they have alternate names called Adonai, El, Elohim, Elahi, Ilahi, and Hashem. Hashem is the, is the most important word for God. Most but very important. Many people use it. And if you're using the word Hashem, you're signifying that you're a holy tribe or a spiritual tribe or a very peaceful tribe because you are aligning with God. The very fact that Muhammad's family's tribal family's name was Hashem means that they were Hebrew. They are not Muslim, they are not Islamic. It was not formed by Muhammad's family or the man behind the title Muhammad. Now, if Hashem, Hashemite is Hebrew, that means Muhammad as descendant of his great-grandfather would also have been Hebrew. Jesus was also a Hebrew and um, and uh, Moses was obviously Hebrew. So over time, these political leaders formed their philosophies uh, and write it down or transmit it to their, to their companions or their apostles. And that becomes philosophies, those becomes ideologies, and then they become religions. Uh, but none of the three um, are great, the great spiritual leaders. They are just, they're not even antagonists. They are in between. They are there to heal the people and do some good work, which is fine. Uh, but to say that uh, they are Christian, early Christian, Muslim, early Muslim, no. Um, one very important part of all of these three people is they are living in an area in the Middle East which is very seismic. Because it's seismic, you have many um, volcanic events, um, earthquakes, tsunamis, uh, floods, um, all of the above. And you have to deal with the people who are affected by these tsunamis, by these volcanic eruptions. The loss of life, the trauma that it's formed, and um, the diseases that come off them. And every time there's a disease, people die. And so you have to isolate yourself. 
And if you were not isolating or you did not isolate, you would be called a Dalit or in, um, in, in, Hebrew, in Arabic, a Kufar. And you were sent to Makkah, a Makkah. Makkah was a leprosy colony where people were sent to die if they had illness. It had to be away from the trade routes. It had to be away from life, uh, from the cities, away from people mingling with each other. They had to be in the middle of nowhere so that they cannot contaminate others. And these were called Makkahs and they're all in the Old Testament. Why is all of these words coming to Arabic from the Old Testament? Because the Old Testament was in Jerusalem, followed by the Hebrews in Jerusalem. Um, and the moment uh, Islam, Islamic caliphs, that's caliph number two, Umar, takes over Jerusalem, all this vocabulary then later on becomes part of the Islamic uh, vocabulary. But before that, there was no vocabulary to talk of. They were speaking different dialects of Aramaic, Syriac, and slowly it was going into Arabic. Uh, but again, uh, Hashem is very Hebrew. Um, Jesus is a Hebrew. It's confirmed. There is no going back on it. He was a Hebrew, a Jewish person. Um, and that's why they try to align him with King David of Israel, saying, oh, he's a descendant of David. And if you look at the first chapter of the New Testament, you'll see that. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I think Matthew is it. It is. Um, and we know that Moses was Hebrew. So all these are Hebrews who formed different political sects or philosophies or groups. And each started fighting with each other um, because they're fighting with each other. They form these political movements and ally and form alliances. And over time, these alliances become kingdoms and then empires and they have a hold of, on power. But if they go back to the basics and understand why they are fighting with each other, they will understand history that they're all Hebrew people. They're Jewish or what we call today Hebrews. And, and, and um, yeah, they, they're just playing downright sectarian violence. And that has not changed because we are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. It's not the waves that form the currents. Um, and if you, at your root, you've been fighting with sex, uh, S-E-C-T-S, among sectarian violence, fighting with each other, arguing with each other, over time you will, uh, the frequencies will go the two separate ways, the different directions, and you will disassociate yourself and you will move away from these initial groups and you form your own political groups and, you know, bifurcating the original group, you form different political uh, tribes, tribal groups, tribal empires, and finally uh, a, a huge empire will form out of this trauma, um, physical, ideological, uh, geological and geographical trauma. And so all of these are Hebrews, all these people. So they don't recognize each other because they start their political movements at different times, almost about 100 and 1600, uh, 1400 and 1600 years apart from each other. So they're in reality, they're all Jews fighting with each other. That's all they are. Jews fighting with each other are the different labels. And you'd say, but why didn't you remove the label? Why don't you just look at yourself in the mirror? And you will understand that you're just different. You're, you're not different from anyone else. The problem is used because you've uh, blinded yourself with an ideology that's typical to uh, 
that's been brought down through slavery and, and imperial madness, uh, but it actually has no meaning. And so if you want to evolve, you want to heal, you have to get out of that box. And I'm going to bring you back something very important. In the concept of word given for Egypt in the Hebrew Bible is Mitzrayim. The Egyptians themselves called themselves the land Keme, meaning black land. When the Torah talks about Egypt, it's not talking about the geographical land of Egypt. Uh, it's talking about Aim, so Mitzrayim, okay? The word Aim, the suffix, actually means doubles or multiples. And the middle root is Zar, so Mitzrayim, meaning narrow to a form. Uh, so technically, something that tries to narrow you down to a form or enslave you in a group ideology or influence or controls your mind. When you attach yourself to a particular form, you become a slave to a label, to form or to form uh, the ideology. So our form is temporary. The narrative is temporary. What, is, what he's trying to say, what they're trying to say over here is our form, our physical form is different. It was born from dust and it'll go back to dust or the five Maha Panchabut. So our form is temporary and the stories that are born out of it should not anchor us down as slaves, but are meant to be a lesson to learn, constantly adjust and move on. So these stories, these philosophies, these labels are not meant for us to tie us down, to anchor us down and to enslave us. They are philosophies to maintain the balance of your cycles and be free from each other. Uh, and, and to understand we're all the same. You're not different from the person at, at the side of you. So basically, if you go to the Old Testament, you see Genesis chapter 13, verse 1. Um, and it says, when Avram or that was the original name for Abraham, went up out of Mitzrahim. That means out of this narrow land, uh, which was condensed and anchored and enslaved him uh, multiple times to um, a philosophy, to a parable, to a land. Um, when Avram went out of Mitzrahim with his wife, all uh, that he had and lot with him into the south. So they're talking about how they left the south and how they left, um, sorry, how they left the north um, and how they fled from not Egypt, but the form. He's talking about uh, a philosophy over here. That's the initial chapters of the uh, Old Testament. Um, they're talking about a philosophy that we are enslaved not by man. We are enslaved by philosophies. Uh, we are enslaved by labels. We are enslaved by groupthink. Um, and once you remove this groupthink, once you're able to individually think for yourself, you will not be tied down to the label. And this word Mitzrayim is in the Old Testament. Um, and it's the word that's used for Egypt. When he's talking about Egypt in the Old Testament, um, they're not talking about land. They're talking about the philosophy to clean your mind of these impurities, of these labels that have tied you down. And now you become loyal to the label instead of being loyal to yourself and understanding the currents that form your waves. So basically, the exodus of, of 
out of Egypt for Moses and the Hebrews was a metaphor, was a way out of the attachment to this material land labeled an ideology from that liberation. We'll be able to do our duty to ourselves, liberate ourselves from being anchored down to religious groups, kingdoms, and empires. And that is what Moses said. Jesus was doing the same thing. He was trying to uh, stop the sectarian violence by telling you uh, uh, that story comes from the Red Old, from, from the Good Samaritan, where a lot of Jews were different tribes. One of the tribes were the Samaritans. And people did not like the Samaritans because when the Babylonians, when the um, Assyrians invaded uh, North Israel, they took away the Jews, the Hebrews as slaves, but the Samaritans got left behind. So because of that, uh, people never liked the Samaritans and they were treated as third-class citizens because they did not believe in the Hebrew um, Hebrew Torah, the Hebrew book, uh, because uh, they had their own version or their own interpretation of it. And that is why they did not like it. They were considered a second-class citizen or what you know as Dalit. Um, and so there was violence among the different sects, the tribes in Israel, and Jesus was trying to heal those wounds by saying, look, remove your labels. You'll see that we're all brothers. We are not Samaritans. We are not uh, Judeans. We are all brothers. Remove the label. He was trying to go back to the laws of Moses and saying, no Mitzrayim, the uh, Moses left Egypt or left uh, Mitzrayim um, to release himself from what has anchored him down. These tribes, these concept of tribes, these concept of labels, they're just there to divide us. They're not there to heal us. They're not there to uh, unite us. Remove the labels and you will see that you have no form. You're free-flowing metaphysical energy. You are free as a bird, your currents and waves, and you are able to achieve and do anything, um, and you don't have to fight one label on the other label. And that is, uh, again, that was Jesus did. Now, in my opinion, the, for Muhammad, the man behind the title, Muhammad did the same thing in Makkah, uh, because people were getting sick, he was helping them because he knew the ins and outs. Uh, Mecca is sitting on a false line, and uh, a fault line, and a fault line uh, in Mecca uh, means uh, a lot of volcanic eruptions. Uh, it means a lot of uh, uh, world earthquakes, tsunamis. Um, you know, all types of diseases that come along. And because a lot of people were sent there to die, just like, uh, you know, other fa his family before him, if that was true, um, there was no food, there was no water. So he was helping those people in Mecca, the sick in Mecca, for, um, you know, for, for he was helping the sick in Mecca to get better, to heal, to give them water, to give them food in what would have been their dying hours. And he was also helping others to, um, he was helping others to release themselves from this pandemic which had taken over the Middle East in 536 AD. And he was helping with that. He was not killing people. He was not forming empires. These notes come afterwards and are added to the Quran and their uh, subordinate texts for uh, political reasons. They wanted a new empire, a new power structure. Um, 
And so all of these people are literally trying to tell their congregations, remove the labels, remove the form, remove the mitzrahim, the form, the narrow uh, form that enslaves you in a group ideology to control and influence your mind. When you attach yourself to a form, a particular form, you become a slave to the label and the ideology. So that's important to understand. And that is exactly what Modi is trying to say to uh, the Prime Minister Modi, Honorable Modi G is trying to say to the people, we are all aham brahamasmi. We are all the same energy field. Our form may be different, but we are the same energy field and we're same water. We're the same currents of water. The currents and the waves are the same. The whole um, planet is an energy field. The whole cosmos is an energy field. Vishma Kutum, I think that's the word. Um, we are all one. Um, and that's what he's trying to say, basically. You may have labels, but look on the labels. We are all one. The label was actually for the land, not for you, not for the man. You are that energy field, that current and the wave that's forming those cycle after cycle after cycle to help and to heal you and to, to you know, um, to give you uh, assistance in your time of need. Uh, and when you're better off, you help the others. So that's important. So all of these actually belong, all these people were actually Hebrews or what you'd call Jews today. And once they're Hebrews, they're just divided by sectarian violence. Now, if you understand my point, what I'm trying to say is that there's no difference in the philosophies of Dharmic and in reality, if you go to the base of it, there's no um, there's no uh, difference between the philosophies of Dharmic philosophies and Abrahamic philosophies at its at its core, at its base, at its beginning. But then it evolves into different groups and more, uh, you know, more, um, uh, photosynthesizes and metamorphosizes into different groups, philosophies, ideologies. Now they have three religions. They are fighting against each other, uh, but because they are fighting against each other. They cannot even see beyond their nose. They are so busy protecting their ignorance that you have violence. Um, and that violence has meant 3,000 years of bloodshed, out of which a lot of that time they came onto the Indian subcontinent, uh, allied or aligned with the people on the ground, married, intermarried, and formed a new generation. Uh, but... Yes, what they did also was invade and colonize lands, and that has caused a massive problem, forcing people to convert to their now new religious groups, new um, feudal groups, in order to increase their power structures. That was what happened. But um, in reality, they're all Hebrews and it is for you to understand that we are fighting for nothing. While fighting for nothing, we are colonizing people's minds for nothing. We are um, hurting people, making sure that they are uh, confrontational. And because they're confrontational, you know, they never get anywhere in life. They only have violence. And that is why the Abrahamic groups are suffering even today. And that's important to say. So uh, my, my goal here was to tell you that how... Um, how um, you know Islam doesn't really start three thousand years ago with uh, with uh, Abraham, but it it starts 
um, in 622 AD. At its core, however, whatever they say, at its core, we are all Aham Brahmasmi, and all three leaders of these groups who are supposed leaders were all Jewish and involved in uh, what came after them was sectarian violence. And because of the sectarian violence, we think that we're all different from each other. In reality, the philosophies don't match. The philosophies have nothing to do with God. They're just man-made philosophies. But what is important to say is that we're all the same, exactly the same. If you, if you want proof of that, you can go to Genesis 13.1 where Moses says, Mitzrahim, get out of your narrow-minded form, label, or ideology, your free-flowing metaphysical energy. Jesus does the same thing and he's trying to bring people together and heal their wounds uh, from the sectarian violence that has plagued them for a thousand years. And the man behind the title Muhammad was doing exactly the same thing in Mecca. He was helping the sick, even if it was at his own detriment. So he was healing the sick. He was not there to convert anyone. He was not there to form a religion. He was not there any way whatsoever to form anything. He was just there to heal the sick and, and remove these forms, remove these philosophies that have tied them down and made them slaves of uh, political uh, groups and groupthink and ideologies, and that's why they were dying, uh, without any scientific basis behind it, without any medical help, uh, because they only believed that some god who came from the sky was going to help them. So uh, we're all the same. The actual basic original philosophies of these three men were, we are all Aham Brahmasmi, that means we're all the same energy field, um, and they say it in different versions in their own way. Uh, but it's important for us to understand uh, that how this has evolved and also it's important for us to understand is anyone who says that one group of, or second group or the political part of these groups um, were older than Dharma, that's wrong. Uh, it is way, way, way younger than Dharma. And just for you to understand that Abraham itself means in the Bible, his original name is Abraham. Um, that's A B um, and R A M. Abram. It was first Avram, A V R A M. It then became Abram. Um, and Abram means sons of Ram. So, you know, even the Hebrews, even the descendants of the f 4 billion Hebrews in this world today are all descendants of the sons of Ram, my dear friends, because Abram, which is the Torah's name for him um, means sons of uh, Ram because Abraham's father itself he comes from the Indus Valley civilization and and so he is from this region where Ram rules so he is one of the descendants of the sons of Ram and that's important to note so uh, my little history lesson for you today was just a reminder of what is actually going on and what to say to people who think that they are smarter than on that note I thank you for your time I wish you all the very best my dear friends take care, heal, and use my podcast the best possible way. Share it with your friends, families, um, and with your social media groups. Thank you. Stay safe until we meet again.